0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Evolution of a Snake. I'm Zach. And I'm Madeline. And this is the dreaded, the feared, the uh, terrifying 2015 part two. Mm -hmm. This feels like birth after an extremely long and terrible labor. How do you feel about this, Madeline?
1: Uh... Negative. I feel very (laughs) miserable about this.
0: (laughs) We are staring down the barrel of what is probably our last, like, really hard episode. Although I was thinking about 2016, and I think more happened in 2016.
1: Um, I think so, too. What what I was thinking, like, when I was going over the show notes is, like, I remember thinking 2015 was a nothing year. I was like, oh, it's just, like, a lot of buildup to other things. But a lot of bullshit happened in 2015, too. Mm. I remember... I'm remembering how not fun it actually was to be a Swifty in 2015.
0: This is where all the nonsense started happening. Like the backlash, you know, it built, it didn't come out of nowhere. And I would say that we were like, you know, planting the seeds for the inevitable cancellation, if one could even call it that, uh, for the Taylor Swift's over party, shall we refer to it as. Um, there, this was like mounting in this year. And also, as you mentioned, it wasn't fun to be a Swifty. And you know what, partly yeah. because of Taylor, because Taylor was being kind of insufferable. She was literally like getting too big for her britches. Yeah, and I hate so to say it. She was
1: fucking annoying. She was so fucking annoying. I don't think I noticed it at the time, but um, this is a little bit like looking ahead, but like when I was reading some of the magazine articles, I didn't read mm. them entirely because she was being so fucking annoying. <laughs> but yes, like, I was, like, very sanctimonious. She sounds so irritating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because of like a, an attitude that she had at the time where she felt like she could say kind of like anything and everyone's just going to like love her because that's how everybody was acting at the time. I mean, you know, with her blinders on, that's how she probably felt. Um, but God, some of the shit she said, I was like, shut up.
0: Just <laughs> like pipe down. This was the year where she started to lose so- her perspective and her self-awareness which is probably like her greatest skill that she's always had as a public figure is her ability to like assess how she's coming across it seems like she got so like caught up in her own bs this year that she she was up her own ass (laughs) yeah she was she was drinking the kool-aid and forgetting that not everybody was on the taylor swift is the queen of the world party I guess we can also do that thing that we used to do that I forgot that we used to do, which is describe the year in a word or a sentence. How would you describe this year, Madeline?
1: Um, Foreshadowing.
0: Mm, I was going to say foreboding. Mm. Yes, we killed it. (laughs) Our joint sleigh.
1: Our joint sleigh, as usual.
0: Oh, also I forgot to say, our buy me a coffee page is now up (gasps) and running again. We're making so money. We we are shaking the cup. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Just picture you're listening to this. We're in church and we're passing around the collections box. We need you to throw in your five dollars to thank us for all of our hard work. Speaking of, we're also almost at a hundred thousand streams. We're like four thousand streams away from it, which is absolutely. I think we're gonna break it. That's crazy. Twenty fifteen
1: part two. We're gonna hit a hundred thousand streams, and when that happens, um. No, I don't know. <laughs> finished. <laughs> it's, thank it's, you. It's, Goodbye. Thank you all. Hats <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> Arrivederci. It's going to be really insane. I mean, the little Taylor Swift podcast that could. We have left off in I think May, and now we're in June, 2015. So Taylor is still posting about Bad Blood. I wish that she would let it go because it was, you know, I would. I just feel like we no, heard she, about this until it won a Grammy. It was so in our she, face.
1: She thought that she like invented something new by having a bunch of models in a music video with guns she was like nobody's ever done this before (laughs) nobody's ever done this before
0: (laughs) (laughs) my favorite thing is that you know we all the irony this whole video is like built off of the premise that she wants to destroy katy perry's career and simultaneously she is banging on every single day about how she's the world's first feminist
1: yeah and i think that at the time if you Actually, this was presented to her, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how can you call yourself a feminist when you're, like, out there roasting Katy Perry on an open fucking flame every day? the drum. And and, and, and you're pretending like it wasn't about John Mayer, but it was.
0: Mm -hmm. It was good morning to everyone except Katy Perry.
1: Literally every single day. Good morning, women, but not (laughs) Katy Perry. (laughs) And I think that this information but she was she like doubled down on it all the time.
0: She quadrupled all down. All the time on she it. doubled
1: down. Yeah, she she would just be like, "Well, it's not about a guy." So <laughs> it's
0: like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, <laughs> um, well, it might not be Literally. directly about a guy, but you know, that it it all leads back. It all circles back." Yep. Yeah. To the to the original demon drama. Um, but I guess, you know, the first our first bit of I feel like we're just going to be roasting her this entire episode, <laughs> but the first kind of, be. yeah, the first kind of bombshell or not a bombshell, but a cringe thing that she does this year. And it, you know what? It is interesting. I will say at the time we were going, yes, queen slay, you're amazing. Everything you do is yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're definitely being a little hypocritical in hindsight, but you know, hindsight 2020, et cetera. But we start off with her open letter to Apple music and there is something extremely fishy about this to me. So in essence, Apple music announced that they had a new streaming service to compete with spa Spotify, who Taylor was hot off the heels of being, uh, rejecting of, she just pulled her catalog and written an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about how musicians deserve to be paid for their art, blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. So she writes in this open letter, which she publishes on Tumblr, by the way, like the exclusive (laughs) on Tumblr.com. She says (laughs) that she doesn't agree with Apple's compensation model. And she, you know, allegedly writes this, wakes up in the middle of the night from a dream and writes this letter and just posts it and goes back to sleep. Um. But she says basically until they were doing a three month trial where they were giving everybody the music for free and that they weren't gonna compensate the artists for that three month period. So she said, uh, you will not be having my slave world domination 1989 unless you make some amendments. And the literal next day, Apple, a massive company with you know seemingly a lot of corporate bureaucracy Suddenly, immediately they reverse their decision and decide to pay all the artists for the three months. And Taylor is so happy and thus 1989 is available. There's something not right in the milk care. Madeline, what do you think about this?
1: You know, it's really funny because up until I read the show notes and saw you say that it was fishy, I had never thought of that before. But you know, the thing is like going back to what we said before, we were up her fucking ass <laughs> and hindsight 20 fucking 20 <laughs> because I thought literally slay queen No, never been done before, changes everything. She can manipulate the the business with just a click of her laptop computer. She taps and she clicks. She taps and she clicks and she changes the fucking world. That's genuinely what I thought. And I I don't think that I still thought Slay Queen like in the past two years, but I was like, that really happened. But now that I'm like thinking about it, and now that you've presented like how weird it actually was. I am just like, uh, I think there was probably like a lot of things going on uh, within, like, I think that it looked really good for Apple Music to like, listen to an artist, even an artist as um, like, on top of the world as Taylor Swift at the time, like to, oh, we listen to artists, we want to give artists like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we're was not kind like, of like those other streaming
0: platforms. We're woke.
1: Like, I do think that Taylor really did write the apple music thing but i think that she wrote it uh not in the middle of the night and i think that she definitely talked to a bunch of people about it and perhaps even talked to apple music about it and they like like cooked up this like narrative of like oh yeah like we're going to we're going to make us look good and we're going to make you look good at the same time which is true i think i definitely that's what i think
0: yeah, I feel like I wasn't being super clear about what I was implying there. I just said it was fishy, but that's exactly what I was implying. I don't doubt yeah. that I – d- I don't take away from the fact that, you know, Taylor frequently does use her voice to do things that benefit right. other artists in pretty monumental ways like this. Obviously, that is always commendable. I just – take issue sometimes with the way that she frames the things that she does. Um, She's not always I think super transparent about how things come about or she unnecessarily fabricates. You know like she could have just written a letter and been like I've been thinking about this, I've been talking to my colleagues, I have like been consulting with Apple Music and I think that this is the wrong move But instead it had to be like, I'm such a genius. I just like from the bottom of my heart woke up in the middle of the night and wrote this letter. It's like, let's, can we, can we be realistic about it? But as I said, she's like reality shifting in this year. She's like, what I say is the truth, whether or not it happened like that, you must believe the way that I present it to you. Um, So that's kind of what made me feel a little turned off in hindsight about the Apple music thing, but the net positive definitely like far outweighs the potential uh, I don't know, side eye that I'm giving to the circumstances.
1: Yeah, um, that's how I feel about it, too. It's like, OK, it's great. Like Apple Music is going to compensate the artists. But also, Taylor, maybe, you know, I'm going to say it calculated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. You said it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, and again, I think we've said this multiple times. We admire this quality in her. I admire the fact that she's a shrewd businesswoman, and I kind of we're deeply fascinated by that like slightly cold and conniving side of her. So it is never said in degradation. We we want to. We want more. We yeah. want to know.
1: That's the real slate queen. At the end of the day,
0: mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the snake mm-hmm. that we're talking about. That, that is the <laughs> that's snake. exactly exactly. Um, So after this, she is going international, honey. The 1989 tour jets off to Europe and the United Kingdom for the summer. And in London, now this was a real paradigm shift. She catches up with Joe Jonas and Gigi Hadid. I forgot that they dated. Um, So she Instagrams a picture of them with her and Carly Kloss, her... Um, bestie on a boat under Tower Bridge. This was a glitch in the simulation. We really, Mm. it's hard to describe to those who were not there before 1989, but Taylor was like so crazy and bitter about her exes. Like really, she was very dogmatic about the fact that if you wronged her, you were dead to her forever and ever. So when this happened, this was like the first time she publicly like went back on her I'm going to kill an ex-boyfriend campaign. So we were we were shaking in our boots and Joe Jonas nonetheless. He was like the original sin basically.
1: No, it's true. I I had this image burned into my brain.
0: Mhm. It looks
1: good. <laughs> it too. literally burned yeah, she looks good. What I remember the most is that there was sort of this like a uh, conversation around like Carly being there because like it was like, oh, here's Joe Jonas and Gigi Hadid in the background and here's Calvin and Taylor in the background. And then there's Carly like <laughs> there? fucking, like fucking serving face just like there. <laughs> and it was like it, it, which was often the case with Carly mm-hmm. being in the pictures with well, Calvin and Taylor.
0: This is your thing, it's like, there. I, I know that Kalers are insane and that it's like likely not true, but sometimes I have to give it to them, you know? Like sometimes I have to there's be like, there. okay, like there is something, there's more to it than it seems. It's not what they think it is, I believe, but there's something there.
1: Yeah, they had like a really, I mean, they, they banged on about like being twinsies. And I think that like when you genuinely believe that you found your twin, like in any sort of capacity. Like, I, I think that was like a weird, like I feel like they slept in the same bed. Yes, I, I don't like know how
0: I would act if I found my like twin. That. Maybe I'd be really no, weird with my twin too. Yeah, maybe, uh, probably. <laughs> <Fuck>. Probably. <laughs> um, also, I mean, the caption of the photo was like, "Carly Claus is the best tour guide in London ever. And it's like, okay, and? why so she's been to, she's been to London a couple of times okay mm-hmm. she was like she was like this is Big Ben ever heard of it yeah <laughs> um so yeah so she is in London I attend the Hyde Park show and I also attended the two Dublin shows where I met Taylor on night one I thought I could tell a little, a little story time here I'll keep it brief but you know I thought this would be a good thing to share a little scandalous moment so I was in Hyde Park for the London show and Andrea came up to me and she came out to me late in the show. This was Drink Bad Blood towards the, 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 the latter half of the show. And we all know that if she's going to pick you for Loft 89, it happens in like the first three songs. So that's Welcome to New York, New Romantics, and Blank Space. So if you don't get picked by then, chances are slim because there aren't that many passes. And she goes, you know, she's pretty efficient with her selection job. She walks out into the crowd. She gives them away. And then she goes and minds her own business. Um, so she found me towards the end of the show. I was in the front row. And she was like, I remember you where have you been? And I was like, oh, like, cause I'd literally just seen her maybe a year before in Singapore and had a, like a long conversation with her. I was like, oh, I like, I'm, I'm here. I, I had, a, I made a t-shirt saying I flew all the way to London, blah, 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 making up some nonsense because I was determined to get lofted. And she was like, oh, well, um, are you are you going to any of the other shows? And I was I said I was going to the Dublin shows. And she said, okay, I'll see you there. And I was really upset because I thought she was going to give me loft because she stopped to talk to me. Um, and my friend was super devastated because she wasn't going to go to the other shows. But as we all know, I am completely ruthless when it comes to meeting Taylor. So I was like, whatever. I don't care. I go to the Dublin show. And I go by myself on the night one. I have a ticket on my own. I'm queuing up all day long in the rain to, to go and get my front row spot. And I meet these two girls in line from Sweden. They flew in from Sweden to come to the show. And we were talking, they were like minding my spot. We were helping each other out. And they said to me, if we get loft, we're going to bring you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I would totally do the same thing for you. Now I wasn't lying, but I, you know, I, I didn't intend on bringing them. Okay. Let's just say that. But I also wasn't really expecting the, to get Loft.
1: Why? <laughs> have
0: you not heard why? this story?
1: No, I don't think, I don't remember you telling two nice young women from Sweden <laughs> that he would take them to Loft and then telling them to go fuck themselves. I don't remember that.
0: Oh my God. This <laughs> is my villain origin story. Okay. But so I, so I, they said they would. And I kind of just, as a, as a, like, you know, when someone says like, have a nice day and you say you too. I was like, yes, sure as well. I will do the same. So then we're in, we get in line, the show starts, Andrea makes a beeline over to me and she's like, stay where you are. And she walks away. And I was like, oh my God, I literally, like nobody could have moved me. A wrecking ball could have come through the room and I would not have moved. (laughs) She comes back and she's like, okay, be honest with me. I remember I saw you in London. Have you met Taylor before? And I was like, you know, I had a split second where I was like, I'll tell the truth. And then immediately I was like, no, I won't. I was like, I've never (laughs) met Taylor before.
1: I she would have like, done the same exact thing. Exa-
0: exa- and anyone who
1: says that they wouldn't is a
0: fucking little well, lying bitch.
1: Especially because you met her, I guess it was in the red era. It wasn't that long ago. Like when I yeah. think of a
0: picture, <laughs> I'm a like, that before. was like. <laughs> I look really different in the, I definitely yeah. grew up a lot. It was like between 16 and 18 yeah. and like a lot changes in those times. But I, yeah. so I said to her, I was like, I looked her dead in her eye. I was like, no, I didn't. And she was like, do you swear? And I was like, yes, I swear. And then she looks at me and goes, Okay, how many people are you with? And I was like, I'm by myself. And so she like gets, gives me the pass and gives Shady. me the ticket. And the two <laughs> girls are standing next to me, staring at me like, Oh my God. Like they literally heard the entire conversation and they were looking at me. And oh I was like, Oh my God. And I had to stand next wait, to for the rest on, of the concert. Oh my God.
1: Well, here's what I don't get is that it would have been so easy to just be like, I'm with these two bitches.
0: No, you because, just- okay, you know why? This is the true mercenary reason why. If I had gone with them, you're only allowed to take one photo per group with Taylor. So I would have had these randos in my picture with Taylor. And I would have had to like share my conversation time with them. Holy (laughs) shit. I told (laughs) you I'm brutal. (laughs) I, you know, at this point in my life, I truly, I was on a mission. The mission was to meet Taylor and it was by any means necessary.
1: That is one of the craziest things I think I've ever fucking heard. That is brutal. <laughs> they were just standing there staring at you, huh? Yeah.
0: Mouth agape. Yikes. And then they tweeted me the next day. They were like, we're so happy for you. And I was like, please <gasps> stop being nice to me. I'm a piece oh of shit. Oh my
1: God. They are yes. wow. fake.
0: That is, you know, They fake. are going to heaven.
1: <laughs> they are going
0: so I, I, I won't go into the whole, the whole shebang of what happened, but I met her and I requested that she play Holy Ground the next evening. And she did, and she kind of dedicated it to me, which was wonderful. Um, best day of my life, apart from the two girls whose lives I destroyed. Um, other than that, it was the best. And then in London, I was so confused because the special guests were in this order, Gigi Hadid and Kendall Jenner. I was like, what are they doing here? Then it was Martha Hunt and Carly Kloss. Then it was Cara Delevingne. And then it was Serena Williams. And I was like, what is this collection of people? Yeah.
1: That's what that I mean. That's it. Only got worse from there
0: mm-hmm. in terms of the These random. People, people would people never have up. a conversation. Never.
1: Never. They would never. I mean, Serena Williams. Mm. No, she's not talking to she's not talking to Gigi Hadid.
0: No. i mean but this just shows you the power that taylor had she could have invited you know if she invited the queen of england to come on and strut down that 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 runway i think she would i think she would have barack obama would have gotten on come... that stage he loved oh attention.
1: he would that's exactly the kind of thing he would have been doing absolutely oh, joe biden it. would do that today yeah oh,
0: well if he could find his way onto the stage that may be so um Yeah, so that is my my villain origin story, Madeline. Are you viewing me any differently now that you've heard this Um, story? I think I've never told you.
1: No, I here's the thing is that I don't (laughs) I think that you have kept that from me for a reason. (laughs) I think that maybe four years ago that would have shocked me and like sent me on a spiral. I would have been like, who the fuck? But now I'm just like, ah, whatever. (laughs)
0: Yeah I mean it seems we used to be very Insane about all these things And no doubt someone's going to listen to this And like chop up the clip and like try to cancel Me for it no doubt that will happen at some Point so
1: I wonder if the girls from Sweden uh, Ever actually (laughs) get to meet Taylor because I feel like That's kind of like the story like that's Also their villain origin story even though they're Super nice but I mean that's my point it's like You're in the face of such a Betrayal (laughs) they displayed Class grace (laughs) and elegance And (laughs) I know what I might do.
0: I might try and track them down and see if we can get them to come on the pod.
1: Yeah. See if they have anything to
0: say. Maury show.
1: Uh, What what kind of stuff did you guys talk about in line? Like just. Oh, like just.
0: Yeah, literally. Just like, what's your favorite song off 1989? And like, follow me on Twitter and like that kind of thing. They weren't. They were like fans. They weren't like big fans. You know, you know the difference when you're a diehard. Like, you know the difference. You can feel it. Oh, okay. And I felt it. Um, but that uh, <laughs> doesn't excuse the behavior.
1: Oh, the, ba- oh, the behavior was unhinged. Unhinged. It was cutthroat back then. It was fucking cutthroat.
0: It was and I was just, you know, I was being true to myself. <laughs> I was staying yep. true to who I am. Yep. Um so after this, you know, after after I caused World War 3 and in a very minor way in July, we have a lot going on. This is a very busy month for Taylor. So this is the beginning of the reactionary backlash to the girl squad phenomenon. So as she's collecting more and more seemingly disconnected friendship groups, the media starts to turn on her. And I think that this is a natural result of overexposure, but goddamn, the critique was just like, it didn't match the crime. You know, the punishment didn't fit the crime. It was way too, too much for what it was. And what it was was just kind of like a very clear marketing move. Um, and how it was treated was as a human rights violation. Um, so yeah. Gia, Gia fucking Tolentino, who at the time I think was just a regular old blogger, but she is now like a prestige literary published author, writes for The New Yorker. She wrote what was probably, I would say, the most like fair think piece about the 1989 tour. Um, so she wrote this for Jezebel, which is a website that was known for dunking on Taylor at this point. Um, she said on uh, on her choreography, she said, she's phenomenal at posing, but she can't move her hips, which is so true that explains taylor's entire issue with choreography to begin with
1: yeah no she she looks good up there but <laughs> <laughs> she can't,
0: the girl i mean she clocked her she got clocked by yeah, gianna she, she clocked her she clocked her and she also weirdly coins the phrase old taylor and compares it to a new taylor um which wow taylor i mean
1: interesting and you know
0: that she read that you know she read oh, it oh
1: no 100% no no, no. and it, it she gets shit like that like all it reminds me of better than revenge this is deep this is it's possible i may be one of the few people who notice this because i'm a psychopath but Mm. this is deep shit for better than revenge um the line she's not a saint and she's not what you think uh there was an article an interview with robert pattinson (laughs) give or take seven eight months before better than revenge and speak now came out um he did like a movie with her i think and he was asked what do you think about camilla bell i almost forgot her name for a second and he said oh she's a saint she's not what she's you know everybody thinks all these different things about her but blah 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 he specifically said saint (laughs) and it's just Mm. like there's it is there's not a doubt in my mind she picked that up, saw it, and said, she's not a fucking saint. And then she got a pen out and said, Robert Pattinson, this one's for you. It's my <laughs> I... it's my funniest origin story for any Taylor song is that Robert Pattinson indirectly is a co-writer Better than Revenge. on Better Than <laughs> <laughs> Revenge. So she You know does, what? I agree back with Back to you. the point. Yeah, she does do shit like that. Like she reads more than I think she lets on. I think that maybe now she doesn't so much anymore. But mm-hmm. during 1989- Oh yeah. She was reading. Everything. She was reading.
0: Everything. Well also because of the act of like trying to shut dissenting journalists down campaign which was a very Donald Trump of her Um, trying to like (laughs) silence and censor people. She really was trying to do that at this time. Um, So I mean definitely that's something to keep in mind. I wanted to read a couple of quotes from this article because again Gia Tolentino is a great writer and I thought that this was pretty fair and had some interesting analysis and gets at stuff that we say on the pod. So here I go. Between songs, towards the end of the set, Swift announced, I don't get nervous anymore. What a funny thing to remind the audience, because first, that's quite obvious, and second, why the hell would she? Swift is not only at the height of her powers, she's outshining everyone else, militantly and pointedly so, while maintaining a truly impressive set of impenetrable defenses, which range from Deliberate, the slumber party supermodel just like you, posse, to earnest. The avowed feminism, the open letter, to innate, the fact that she's white, blonde, bone thin, and beautiful. Most of her costumes on a curvy black woman would be viewed as aggressively the chivist. On Swift, lingerie is almost businesslike. When she came out in a white two piece and black garter set, the golf clapping bro in the front of me briefly and respectably averted his eyes.
1: <laughs> clocked. Clocked.
0: Literally clocked her
1: that speaks to such a huge like thing about like women's bodies in general that like thin women can get away with wearing the the most insane shit and it's not even seen as like that slutty or anything put that shit on me and we'll see (laughs) we'll fucking see (laughs) yeah taylor
0: gets to remain gets to like maintain her good girl thing her respectability which she leverages a lot i mean unknowingly but it all kind of like bubbled to a head once she realized that she was hot because When she thought that she was a loser, she was a little more humble about the, her natural advantages and, uh, dispositions. But when she started realizing she was hot, it stopped, it stopped being cute that she was being self-deprecating. It felt dishonest.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and people picked up on that and that's a huge part of the reason why they turned on her because they viewed her as being incredibly dishonest, which I mean, to an extent I would, I would argue more like, um curating an image and i guess mm-hmm. that can be dishonest sometimes but I, I mean i wouldn't call her a liar
0: no i don't think she was trying necessarily to be dishonest she was no, she was just... just
1: trying to keep up the appearance even though she was like changing and she was like trying to change but stay the same at the same you know what i well, mean well that's
0: like, i'll never change but i'll never stay the same either her exactly most Inane yeah, quote maybe? her stupidest quote
1: it, it and
0: it's burned
1: into the prefrontal cortex of my mind
0: Okay, so another quote that I wanted to read from this article. um, This is something that we get out on the podcast. I mean, we hint at it, but we can't fully explore because we don't have enough evidence and we don't like to accuse her of things that we don't know for sure that she's done. We like to hint and suggest but not accuse. At one point in the show, she sang on a ledge that swings above the crowd's heads in a circle. A bright blazing spotlight shone shone diagonally across her straight to the row where I was standing. We were so dazzled by her whole situation that for a full minute, we didn't realize that we had been blinded by a spotlight searing and white hot. It seemed like Taylor Swift's natural glow. My friend put on her sunglasses. Then the spotlight moved." And her ledge moved with it. Eventually, she swung right over us. For a moment, she dropped her camera sharp gaze and looked right at our faces. A deep, rude boredom passed over her expression like a cloud. Then she looked back up, cunning and perfect, the dip already forgotten. That's the Swift that Yeah, it, it's me. a
1: serve. And I so. do think that there's some, like there's, to me, there's like two sort of prongs. Like the first prong is, okay, where in the 1989 tour are we at this point? Probably pretty deep into it. And, you know, she has to stand there and act like she mm-hmm. is fucking loving every second of it even though she has done this show including rehearsals give or take a hundred plus times like she can't just i mean i do think she loves performing but
0: and she could be having a bad day having a bad day she could be feeling she could be sick. Doing all this shit. i remember she said a lot of the times she, she said she was going on stage and feeling like she wanted to pass yeah. out because she was like not eating that exactly. much at the time yeah. like you know there's a, there's lot, a lot more going, more going on there. there and so i
1: think that like what what i sort of gather from that is that like she
0: isn't also just for the record the writer could have made that up this could be a completely right i mean made we're not video.
1: i mean you know we're not the, story. the gospel <laughs> we're just saying you know um <laughs> she it's an interesting it's, observation it's how well what i take away from it is how well she can put the fucking mask on and it, it makes me feel like when she has like the camera on her or she has lots of eyes on her she behaves a certain way and then when it's off she can behave a different way, depending on what her mood is. Um, that's, I don't, I'm not saying that I feel like she's like a total fabrication and everything that she says and does is just like
0: for the purpose of the camera. But I mean, a little bit, you know, I won't get into this until the reputation episode that we do, but like at the secret session, there were a couple moments where I felt the same kind of thing, you know, where I felt like, she checked out for a second or she showed on her face that she was irritated or like embarrassed or not happy to be there or that someone had done something that like made her cringe oh oh baby come on and (laughs) just just because you're with her you're with her for so long during the secret sessions, it's, like, seven hours. Like, it's inevitable that she's going to be a human being, right? It's not just a concert where she's, like, there's lights going up, going down. She's going up and off the stage. Like, that really is, like, you know, a show pony. But when you're at the secret session, like, and there's no cameras around, right? You don't have your phones. Like, there's nothing there. Taylor really can, like, she could murder you. <laughs> she, could, she could. We could do a sacrifice and nobody would fucking no, know about no, it.
1: Because you'd swear all that they sign NDAs. It doesn't matter exactly. what happens. we sign
0: the NDAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think definitely because that's something that I have kind of seen from her before. And also, you know, I think you can see it in general in her interviews. Like sometimes when they're like not on, you can hear like her, her voice is really different when she's talking to camera or when she's talking to like um, a crowd, her voice is like, chirpier higher when she's speaking like when you just have a conversation with her she like kind of pitches it low and is way more like sardonic and like she talks faster she's not as slow and deliberate she doesn't do those like big labored pauses it's it's different
1: it kind of reminds me of like the customer service voice um when i talk Mm, to customers That's exactly what it is my voice is
0: completely fucking different
1: completely different so i think and i mean in a way she sort of is in the industry of customer service she's literally there to to entertain you
0: uh, to an extent you know what i mean she's working the mcdonald's drive-through at the exactly she's like who wants a mcflurry she's sorry the machine's broken slop <laughs> <laughs> she, and she has to put a smile on her face and do it and occasionally she spits in the slob you know oh definitely Oh, oh yeah. And we love it. She spits in the slop. <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. So, I mean, this this was one of, the, uh, keep in mind, everybody, this was the generous piece. Okay. This was the generous think piece about Taylor. Here is the most, This to me, this is the, the most egregious one. It was by Gawker who, you know, in general, I admire their writing and their like funniness. I just don't like it when they do it to people that I like. <laughs> For example, Taylor Swift. So they wrote a piece called Taylor Swift is Not Your Friend, which is genuinely written in bad faith and just not interested in giving Taylor any credit at all. Which is, you know, a recurring theme until the cancellation. It was really like tear Taylor Swift down. She's never done anything good for the world. Everything she's done is bad. Uh, so this is this is a selection, an insane yeah, selection quote from this really article. This quote
1: is really fucking mean. It's really mean. Like from the it's first beyond. sentence, it's mean as hell. Beyond,
0: beyond. It's surprising to see smart people talk about Swift with such breathlessly positive overtures. Not only because, like pop stars before her and after her, her music is simple and unfussy and infused with inane platitudes, but also because there appears wrong, bitch. All too well, 10 minute version. (laughs) Try again. (laughs)
1: Also, there <laughs> appears
0: to be something more opportunistic and sinister at play oh, when Taylor what a word. Swift, when Taylor Swift does the mega pop stardom act, she does it to the hilt. Swift has to be the person with the prettiest friends, the biggest records, the most popular and successful, and grown worthily obvious boyfriend. Sidebar. Calvin Harris is not a grown worthy, obvious boyfriend. That's Everybody exactly what like, I was what thinking. The, Who what the, the fuck is that? So, <laughs> this Clearly this writer is desperate because yeah. if she thinks oh. that he's on her level. She's, you know, she's living in a different realm. Anyway, yep. it goes on. The underdog narrative that the Swift machine has built is one of Forrest's falsehood, falsehoods. Swift is not coming from behind. She's been ahead since she started. And watching her collect best friends during a moment in history when womanhood is finally beginning to feel value does not only feel uncomfortable, it feels evil. Evil! Evil! evil. <laughs> she
1: did that, she <gasps> did this is how, this is, this is a really, I like that you chose this quote out of all of them because this mm-hmm. is literally how she was spoken of. Evil, sinister, evil. liar, manipulative, mm. like, and, and out of all the words that she could Opportunistic. have painted, calculated, evil. calculated is the one that she draws a line at. No, evil. That's
0: where <laughs> I draw the fucking line. <laughs> this was really, really insane. This, you know what? This was my Joker moment. I mean, I understand we, you know, we on the evolution of a snake podcast are more critical than most. We will critique and roast and poke fun. And you know what? Even scold when necessary. Not once have I ever felt like she has been evil because she's an entertainer. She's a court jester. She jumps up and down and we smile and clap. It's just not that deep. You want to call someone evil? Uh, Go for a politician. Go for somebody that like actually, you know, has some tangible, negative impact in the world. Taylor Swift is a a court jester. Like I said, she's you a, she's are a touching monkey. on
1: something so fucking important, which is like when we're sitting around talking about is Taylor Swift a feminist? Is Taylor Swift talking enough about this? It's like, okay, let me ask you a question. Is your fucking, is the president? Let's talk about that. Like, mm. I mean, Jesus Let's start there. Christ or your congressman mm. or your fucking senator yeah, or like or name me four of your elected Supreme representatives. Tell me what like, they're saying. I mean, I'm not, and, 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 and like. Everybody always goes to that stupid fucking Instagram post where she begged everybody to not vote for Marcia Blackburn or whatever the fuck. It's like, well, she got a lot of pe- people to vote. It's like, okay, and it did precisely nothing. So next, like I don't- <laughs> Exactly. So my,
0: I mean, our preference, I think in general is for Taylor actually to be apolitical. Like just shut up. Don't, just don't get involved. No. It's not your realm think? of expertise. There's, you're setting yourself up to fail because people don't want you there. And this is what I mean. It's like evil. Evil. Taylor evil. Swift doesn't say that she's a Democrat and she's evil. She's the
1: fucking devil.
0: Why it's is like- she the lightning rod in our culture? She Taylor Swift is always like tasked with or assigned with bearing the responsibility of like no. being something much larger than whatever it is that she actually it's is. True. At the time, she was a twenty-five-year-old woman living her life, right. being a pop star. That was it. Well, it's like even now, it's like people she can't do anything.
1: Like everything that she does has to be through the lens of feminism. So it's like when she did all too well 10 and when she re-released Red, which is, you know, from a time before she would have called herself a feminist A and B completely, it's just like it's not feminist or anti-feminist. It just is. It's her feelings, it's her thoughts, it's her yeah. experience. She's and a it's human like, being because she's
0: flawed, she's, just, she's not perfect.
1: Exactly. So she so she cried over a guy for a little bit too long. So that makes her an anti-feminist, like inherently. Like, does it make any fucking sense?
0: So because yeah, she's not like the the riveter. Yeah, I, I don't know. Find something it's, real like, to call her evil about. This yeah, is a I stupid mean, really. this is a stupid thing. Yeah. Um, but this was this was just a taste. This is just a little a little sliver of what we were dealing with on a day-to-day yeah. basis. It was and it like was so it was like people were gaslighting Pervasive. us into believing that yeah. Taylor Swift was like Putin level of like maleficent well, it was it was ridiculous
1: the title of the of the um piece itself like taylor swift is not your friend it's like Duh. um sort of condescending in a way because it i mean obviously she's not really our friend but it's like it was it was during 1989 like with the secret sessions with like this presents she was sending people she was kind of curating this like parasocial you know,
0: behavior yeah yeah
1: exactly but it's like a lot of other people do that, and it's like, yeah, it, and it is. made people feel
0: good. Why not? It's not it, Literally, it's it, not evil. That's for it, sure. It, it's not evil. You call it evil or like we're stupid <laughs> it's just so crazy yeah it's it, so it, crazy to call it evil insane. like it's, that's yeah. just such a reach beyond and I think that this is my issue with most of the like criticism that was coming out from this time is that it all felt very unfair like it was really yeah. doing the low blows and it was not just like Taylor Swift is doing it wrong but also anyone who likes her is a fucking idiot and here's why <laughs> Like, if well, you support it also, Taylor Swift, it says something about you. At that right. time, people would literally judge you for being a Taylor Swift fan. They would be like, oh, you're this kind of person.
1: Well, it's, like, interesting also to, like, that she was sort of the – um, a person who was being put like on the chopping block for feminism. And I guess you could argue like, well, she was acting like she was the number one feminist. Yeah. Ever, in a which certain I mean, way, she I laid guess, it up for herself
0: as most right. of it. I mean, but it's a lot like, of the backlash scene, she courts, but it always goes too far. That's the problem.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like, I don't, it's, it's a fucking, you're writing your fucking think pieces. And, I mean, it just reminds me that like, you've never seen a man be spoken of with this much vitriol in the media. Like kind of like the same thing Amber Heard. It's like, you don't see yeah. that kind of shit. Well, I mean, looking men. even
0: at a, even at a male musician, when have you ever had a writer write an entire piece about a single look that they may or may not have given when the light was Never. off of them during the middle of a show? That's crazy. Never. It sounds crazy when you paint it like that.
1: Yeah. It's like, imagine somebody writing that about Harry Styles. Like it's unfathomable because he's seen
0: like Harry Styles like, looks oh, bored on stage. Everyone would be like, okay. A, and
1: yeah, that's exactly. right. Or Exactly, and it's like, well, he's working really hard, isn't he? And it's like, mm, I nope. mean, Taylor's fake.
0: Taylor's yeah. fake. That's the. This seems to be the one charge that she literally cannot escape. Fake. She gets fake, it all fake, the time. Fake.
1: Fake. Fake. That's fake. where all
0: the criticism stems from: the surprise face, the Kanye stuff, the calculated stuff, the girl boss things. I mean, it all comes from a perceived inauthenticity. Yeah.
1: And it's really unfair. I mean, I know we've kind of talked like, we, we talk about all the time. Like, she's not that way that she presents herself all the time. But it's like, who is? That's what I don't get.
0: Exactly. You know what she's I mean? a multifaceted like, who human being. Is? And is she not allowed to be a person? That's I think that's the hardest thing for her. And that's why she gets, she tends to, like, self-mythologize and create these huge, like, mountains in her brain because- it feels as though like people attach, they project so much onto Taylor, specifically Taylor. I know it happens to women a lot, but there's something about Taylor specifically that where she gets a lot of people projecting their own personal shit or things they don't like about the world onto whatever she's doing at any given time.
1: Right. Exactly. I, I think it's I don't know. I that's I'm not gonna go because I could go on and on and on. So
0: let's yeah, just Yeah, we should get back just, to the year. Yeah, let's, let's get back to the year. So then we get Taylor's third star studded 4th of July bash hosted in her completely cursed Rhode Island home. Many, (laughs) many Instagram are posted, are posted. I think she did eight grid posts from the weekend. That's absolutely insane. We're lucky if we get eight grid posts in a year now, we just, we just weren't, we're not getting fed the way that we did before.
1: I vividly remember like the 4th of July coming up that mm-hmm. year and being like, oh my God. Don't, I she don't, was living for I the don't. gram
0: and everybody was eating it up. Everybody was refreshing. And not Taylor's defense. All her haters, all these gawker writers were refreshing being like, <laughs> what's going to happen next? Is there an inflatable swan in the pool? What's going this,
1: on? Y- you can't find this video anymore, but I remember this was from this 4th of July. I know it. They had matching onesies. Everybody oh that God. came matching stars and stripes onesies. That. And there's a They were playing a game, right? Yes, they're playing a game, and Nick Jonas was in the middle. Everyone's clapping, dance, dance, dance. And <laughs> Nick Jonas is doing the most embarrassing little jig you have ever seen. But you can tell that he <laughs> thinks he's fucking serving. I cannot find this video to save my life. Send but it I know to us it if you find it, please. Last it time we said someone me.
0: found it for us.
1: It, I, I, I would give. You it you want to see to it, again, it again, Madeline?
0: You I do. do I <laughs> literally
1: do. <laughs> I want to see it again. Uh, so, so if everyone could start it. combing
0: the web, for, uh, comb the web for Nick Jonas jigging in Taylor Swift's house, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in his fucking 4th of July onesie. In his
0: onesie. Um, so yeah, I mean, all the usual suspects are present. All the Girl Squad members, more or less. Calvin Harris, uh, disgusting. Kind of weird in hindsight to see how unabashedly patriotic she was. Um, And just how normal and and like accepted it was to do that, I guess, it just kind of shows what a different context we were living through at that time than we are now. Um, So, yeah, back to the pictures that we received from this event. Calvin Harris, it struck me, is a complete butterface. There's that photo of her clinging onto his back like a koala, his leathered, ugly skin. And she captions it, friendly relations between Scotland and America. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. disgusting." It was horrible. horrible. And he is ugly as fuck. Like he has the ugliest little rat face. <laughs> That's why whenever she posted a picture of him, it was like the, his behind or like his profile. Notice she never did a straight on shot. I To this day, it fucking baffles me. I don't get it. I really, really don't get that relationship at all. And we'll never hear any fucking thing about it. That's the worst.
1: Listen, I'm waiting for an M goddamn reputation B-sides
0: because mm-hmm. I bet there's nuggets in there, baby. There's got to be, you know, if, if it's if it's not a whole song, there's a line. Because Getaway Car gave right. us a lot of information. Getaway Car gave
1: us a little by bit. Us I no did something bad. I did something bad, gave us a little piece. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he's the worst. Yeah.
0: We know he's the worst.
1: Gorgeous gorgeous also gave us a little piece, too. Ooh, Gorgeous
0: actually probably gave us the, the biggest piece. Yeah, it, it was a giant piece of slice. <laughs> so right after the 4th of July, she gets into some hot water on Twitter. Now this, this is my Joker moment. She is nominated for Nine Moon Men, okay? The VMA nominations have come out. And Nicki Minaj is tweeting up a storm. And she's making some points. She's making points. She's like, you you know, video of the year, the only nominees that get put into this category are slim white women. And you know what? If you said that now, everyone would be like, yes, of course, speak on it, Queen. It wouldn't even need to be said now because- you know, it's it's obviously true. And it seems that these this was before the award shows had like wokeified themselves to like get themselves back into the good graces of the younger audience. Um, so this was I, this this was I, this was a hellish nightmare. So Nicki Minaj tweets, if your video celebrates women with very slim bodies, you will be nominated for video of the year. She doesn't tag anyone, okay? She's not directing it at anyone in particular. That There needs were to a be. lot of
1: people nominated. It wasn't uh, just th- Taylor. It
0: wasn't. It was Miley Cyrus. I'm pretty sure Katy Perry was up. Like it was multiple people, okay? But some of us had a bit of a Messiah God complex going on. Um, <laughs> and Taylor thought, Taylor thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna try and roast and scold Nicki N- Minaj. If you
1: wanna know the number one person you don't come out the side of your fucking neck at? Nicki fucking Minaj. Nicki Minaj. I Midge- would sooner
0: not a good idea. I
1: would sooner go after the devil himself <laughs> than I would try and shade Nicki Minaj on a public
0: fucking platform. You're gonna lose. You're gonna She's lose not especially the one, Taylor. Taylor, you don't Taylor doesn't have oh. the scruples to compete with oh. that. She doesn't. And Nikki oh, no. went, Nikki went so, so light on her. So, oh, so light on oh, her. Oh, oh. So we'll, she- we'll break it down first. So Nikki tweets that and Taylor comes out of fucking nowhere and at's her at Nikki Minaj. I've done nothing. I can't. I, I can't, like, oh, reading this is, is I so can't even, I can't even look
1: at it. It's I've so done bad.
0: nothing but love and support you. It's unlike you to pit women against each other. Maybe one of the men took your slot. First of dot, all, dot, I mean, it's, so, it's so out of pocket. That would be first of it's all. Second of all, it unnecessary. is the worst fucking comeback I have ever read in my life. She thought she was doing something and it is the opposite of a, sl- of a serve. It's like when Katy Perry put out Swish Swish, like complete <laughs> miss.
1: And it's like, it reeks of this like victim complex. I've done oh, nothing but I've love nothing. and support you,
0: Mm-mm. bitch. <laughs> it's unlike it's like you, you to see this women. conversation
1: happening in like a bar bathroom. Uh, it's like two girls crying.
0: It's like what 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 is oh, going on? Oh and she on? made it she made it worse. She literally made it worse. So she didn't she like she kind of knew she fucked up. So Nicki Minaj writes back and you know what? God bless Nicki Minaj. She went like oh. I said very very light on Taylor. She could have, you know, if anybody could have brought Taylor Taylor's career down at any moment Nikki Nikki had a chance there was an open there was a shot open here and she didn't take it and Taylor should literally count her lucky stars that it didn't happen so Nikki responds saying huh you must not be reading my tweets didn't say a word about you I love you just as much but you should speak on this. Period. At Taylor Swift, and uh-huh. what does she do she she Taylor Taylor instead of she, you know you can, can like, like imagine second, the room. Sh- She's like oh, shaking <laughs> her <laughs> phone in her hand, shaking. <laughs> if I would tree win, pain is like <laughs> uh, tree pain is administering like an intravenous ketamine treatment to her to get her to like calm down. She's like hyperventilating, like in
1: Pulp Fiction when she has to do like the fucking. Uh, she's like uh, fucking Uma Thurman overdoses and he has to give her like the heart thing with like in his heart and like <laughs> jumpstart true. her back to life. That's, That's literally true. what tree pain had to do.
0: <laughs> and she was, she's like seizing. And as she's seizing, she's like muttering <laughs> the words to super bass. Like she really does not. She's wonderful, the voice of the system. She has no idea what's going on. She's like complete, she's hemorrhaging at this point. So yeah, uh, no. she, she takes a break. She picks her brain up off the floor and decides to write back at Nicki yeah, Minaj if I win, please come up with me. You're invited to any stage I'm ever on. This is the most bimbotic (laughs) self-involved that she has ever been. Nicki Minaj says, I wasn't talking about you. And she says, if I win, you can come share the spotlight (laughs) with me when I get my award for being the best person in the world.
1: It, it, it it, I, reeked it reeked of ignorance oh, it reeked of i was. was drinking too much <laughs> wine when i sent this it reeked of uh, embarrassing she was humiliated what's
0: it, that has that group is, is that group chat still going huh mm-hmm. yeah i got too many yes men around me right now nobody's right. telling me to fucking take uh, take a breath before i hit tweet and, you know, so we said that Nicki Minaj missed her shot, right? But there was a shot open. She you took, took it? it. And she deserved to take it. Swish, it Katie swish. Katy Perry tweets. She goes, she, <laughs> she gets on Twitter. Swish, swish, fish. She says, and you it know what? It was a fucking this slay. I mean, it's, it's, it's slay, incomprehensible the way, slay. Slay. It's so <laughs> the way that she tweeted it. But she says, it's so bad. The way that she tweeted it. But that's kind of part of the magic. It's very Dr. Roberta Bobby of her, actually. Um, Katy Perry says, finding it ironic to parade the pit women against other women argument about as one unmeasurably like, capitalizes on the takedown okay. of a woman. I you mean, didn't put this in the but show we all notes, know but do you remember saying.
1: when uh, Camilla Bell logged on? <laughs> she quote tweeted Katy Perry. Both of them were we like, we got, her, we got her it." Couldn't now. agree we got now. more, dot, 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 It's like, oh, it's over. Like, I was literally... <laughs>
0: And you know what? They both
1: they, and did. they both had
0: legit they grounds. Did. they had grounds to say she deserved to it. She deserved it. She deserved um, it. She I remember when this happened.
1: It. I was still working at my first barista job in a in a box that was the slowest place I've in the hut in the hut uh, and oh, like hut. it was the like on on the brink of bankruptcy. Nobody ever came there, and I was just sitting there flipping out. Like I literally was like, "It's over." Pack it up. Like we're done. It's finished. Like you can't. <laughs> it's finished. Pack it up. Literally, was, goodbye. I, as far up there's no coming back as like from a that. lot of us were. I don't think no, there was we anybody. Like, oh my god. It was like, oh my god, she didn't. No.
0: Oh no. She
1: could have just sat there and ate her food.
0: She could have sat there and ate her food, but what I remember what we would do at this at this moment in her career is we would say nothing. We wouldn't say anything. This stuff would happen and we would like pretend that it wasn't happening. We'd like talk about other stuff. We like wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't condemn her, but we would not, <laughs> we would not defend. No, we, we
1: would, uh, silence, dead silence. I'm not, I'm not supporting you. Like we're not going to be in your fucking mansions. I mean, I, there probably were like some lesser factions of the Swifty fandom. Like Taylor's right. Blah, it's like, mm-hmm. right about what? Right about the people what?
0: who matter, the tastemakers.
1: <laughs> yeah. The tastemakers such as ourselves. We mm-hmm. said- cricket zilch
0: zero <laughs> literally cricket but i i remember thinking internally oh it's over oh it's over it's happening goodbye yeah i
1: thought this was the goodbye. end little did i know literally.
0: oh little did you know. <laughs> so basically i think a, about a day later taylor gets back on twitter and she says i thought i was being called out i missed the point i misunderstood then misspoke i'm sorry nikki at nikki minaj nikki tweets back that means so much taylor thank you I think Nicki Minaj's publicist got on the phone to Tree Payne and was like, that little blonde bitch is going to get into a red sparkly dress and she's going to slink down the stage or else, (laughs) or else. Missy Moo is going to eat a cracker and come on stage. I swear to God. And Tree Payne was like, okay. okay." She was like, anything (laughs) for you. There Um, was, there was for sure. There was like a, there was definitely some sort of back channel thing going on some people suppose that this was like fully a PR orchestrated stunt but I can tell you that it wasn't Taylor Taylor came out looking bad
1: it stank too much of some bullshit that Taylor would really say and do (laughs) (laughs) it was (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) and the the other thing the other thing is that like what's always bothered me about the entire interaction and it's like of course this would never happen because I don't think at this point in time she had the range but it's like Nikki was like you should speak on this and like talk. I mean, since I mean, what was the unsaid was like Miss Feminist Queen. Yeah. Why don't you, you talk about Are this? the
0: one who should be saying this is the problem with the categories? No. And, you know, I don't think that Taylor even got it. I don't think that she got that, no. that, that was what Nikki. was. That's to the say. thing.
1: The most embarrassing thing is that I don't believe that she genuinely understood what Nikki was saying in any capacity, because she the, at this time, white feminism was God. Mm-hmm. Like a sp- and Taylor was intersectional feminism was ringleader. only just
0: kind of like entering the public consciousness, yep. and it certainly had not made its way to Taylor Swift. <laughs> certainly not.
1: No, she had no fucking idea what she was tangling with. All she could do was apologize and grovel. That's it.
0: Literally, <laughs> beg and plead. Yeah. Yep. Um. For me, the worst part was um when she said, "You're invited to any stage that I'm ever on if I win." It's so bad. fucking bad, bad, condescending. Bad, bad, bad beyond condescending Um, as if like it was uh, she was a shoo-in to win which she was to be honest (laughs) but even so (laughs) Taylor you know Taylor's known for being like quite humble and having humility and not being like a of not being over overly obnoxious about her success and this is what I mean this period of time was very unsavory she was being very myopic it was all about her and her life and her perspective and everybody and else her was, friends. They, exactly and if they weren't directly complimenting her all the time they were against her and pitting women against other women like what the fuck
1: there's a special place in hell for women who don't help <laughs> other women
0: <laughs> it's yep. so funny when she lets it slip like that or when she yeah. thinks she's doing something, like she really thought that she was dunking on oh. Nicky so hard.
1: And again, I have to say, you don't dunk on Nikki Minaj. <laughs> you can't as Taylor Swift. You can't. Like if you get
0: when you're Cardi B, sure. She literally can't be, she can't be called calculated without crying her eyes out. <laughs> what is she gonna do exactly. if Nikki really came for her? If Nikki really came for her, oh. Taylor would perish. She'd pass away. She would fucking. <laughs>
1: perished oh shit she this is on it. in hindsight it's I remember this being the end of the world but this is so fucking funny like it's this hilarious. is one of the funniest things that's ever happened <laughs> oh it
0: is this is Taylor literally was being the court jester at this point like everything was public <laughs> entertainment she it was just so good.
1: existed to make us laugh and get our popcorn popping in the microwave that's it mm-hmm.
0: although this did stress me out at the time I will say oh I was, oh, embar- I was, I was crying I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah, broken I was, I was absolutely I was broken. We, me, yeah. Taylor, you, all of us together. We were on a group text yeah. being like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, so then after this exchange, Katy Perry plays the Super Bowl. The left shark thing goes viral. She has like a stray shark dancer that like, I don't know, forgets the moves or something. And then during Bad Blood in Boston that very weekend, one of her dancers wears a shark mask on stage and she just thinks that it's the funniest thing in the entire world. Coincidence? I don't no but their feud is certainly like not slowing down at this point she's
1: she's taking pot shots and i can see taylor
0: not being happy for taylor i can see taylor not being happy for katie doing the super bowl i can see her really not being pleased about that
1: yeah but it's kind of like to be honest with you like i'm gonna come out of left field something like that was Mm -hmm. so like pathetic (laughs) like the every every good thing that happens to katie i have to like shit on and like i mean she did like literally tank an entire album cycle for katie i mean i'm not saying kind of i am saying it's kind of directly related i mean the album was shit but it's like it almost <laughs> like she was like her ghost her 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 fucking poltergeist was in the studio like
0: in taylor infecting, put like <laughs> yeah voodoo a curse. On the, the tay voodoo the tay voodoo it was a is curse. so strong when she applies it, she can literally destroy people's lives. It's not a joke. It doesn't always work, but when it's it works, oh, my God.
1: When, oh my, It's literally like you
0: are over. Well, Katie, Katie was Katie over. Is, yeah, she was over. And you know what? She's never really recovered. Like, she's never had a teenage dream. Never. Not once. To
1: me, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime sort of an album. Like, to, Teenage Dream is kind of like Katie's 1989. Um, yeah. But, I mean
0: but Taylor, Taylor I mean, had, went on to bigger heights yeah, post that, yeah,
1: Katie yeah. Katie I mean, Katie I don't was want to crippled talk Katie by the Katie voodoo, the Te Voodoo. She's literally never been able to get out of hospice
0: <laughs> since <laughs> that happened. She's been on death row <laughs> ever since. Ever yeah. since she heard that she heard the beat for swish, swish, and it ended,
1: yeah. Oh, and god, finish. that was so bad! So bad! So bad! So bad
0: so then we get into August another jam-packed month I really don't know how she was surviving this year to be honest she must have just been on autopilot but we start with a Vanity Fair cover and this is shot by Mario Testino I like this shoot a lot it's very old Hollywood glamour and it's got kind of like speak now Taylor vibes we haven't seen her forehead in years at this point the bangs are brushed out she's got some extensions and I love to see it it's kind of hoochie um what do you think it, about
1: it? um like I think it serves Phantom of the Opera in a good way oh it does uh, Phantom of the Opera it does. it does I think it's good like I'm it's gothic I, I like yeah I like sort of like darker st- I like it when she goes a little bit darker because I think it's like such an interesting like because she's always especially during this time it's like ah so it's like when yeah. she goes dark I find it really interesting and it's like a totally different side so I like it
0: yeah, I mean, you know, as a rep stand, that kind of checks out. Makes sense. It checks. It checks. <laughs> so in the article, she is doing Girl Squad PR. Like, the whole purpose of this interview is to talk about the fact that she has friends. Like, she just wants everyone to know that she has so mm-hmm. many friends. Like, 20 to 25 mm-hmm. friends. She wants them to know. All girls, of course, because sisterhood is like nothing else. Um, she says they're all in a group checks talking constantly. And it's like, Resorable. okay, sure. You know that the rest of them are all literally being held at gunpoint. <laughs> typing Imagine while Taylor just like, is like t- furiously getting tree pain to like communicate her every passing thought and everyone's going, yes, Taylor, yes, yes and they're like crying, any given s- tears point. streaming down their face <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can just like get a text message from like Gigi Hadid and it's like, <laughs> shut up like yeah, you have to, that has to have been happening like a little bit, like shut up Gigi, Jesus or
0: or like you're you're on the Taylor Swift group chat you're waiting for your marching orders to come from the blonde bitch herself and you get a text from Soraya you're like, what the? <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> and to this day, I've completely forgotten what she did, what she does, who she is. Like, I don't,
0: who I hate that? to say like, it, but was she the token minority member of the girl squad? I mean.
1: Well, don't forget about Zendaya. Yeah,
0: Zendaya but Zendaya there, very quickly walked that back. Oh, she dropped. She was like, never oh, she mind. Dropped. Thanks for She was for like, nervous. I
1: was never here. Yep. She I was like, about you it never saw often. me.
0: You never heard me.
1: And it's funny because now she's like super, super famous. Um, way more famous than she was during Girl Squad. And it's like where way is more. the sisterhood? I um, think Zendaya is like I the flashback. How's that is that, one, is that group baby.
0: chat still going, huh? <laughs> is Charlie <laughs> <just Klaus> like- Cloth <laughs> still sending daily updates in it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Sisterhood. (laughs) So the good girl thing is still going. I can't believe it. Like we're how many like 18 episodes into the evolution of a snake and we're still still approaching the good girl thing. It's it's tempered but you know it's still there. She still has to like somehow subtly just a little bit put other people down to uplift herself. Um, She gets multiple friends to give quotes to this article about how their girl squad hangs are low-key and not nights out on the town She's not being crazy like Britney or a mess like Lindsay. Um, So here's a couple quotes from that. During lunch, as Swift and I eat salads. Someone points out that Swift has a piece of food on her chin and she announces, I can never tell when I have food on my face or when someone's high. That's why I can't go to Coachella or Glastonbury. And maybe like a year
1: and a half later. (laughs) <laughs> she was at good Bleachella.
0: she's calling it yeah. after her new hairstyle and then she's headlining yep. Glastonbury two two years later so does she know what a high person looks like has she been doing drugs I don't know I think who she has say? been I
1: think she has been who can say <laughs>
0: um so when I and then there there are some more quotes that I would like to point out here that just show the the the, the gravity of the reality shifting when I ask her if there's ever friction between members of her diverse clique, that's a, that's a choice to paint the clique as diverse. That's a choice to make. <laughs> Swift, Swift shakes her head vigorously. That doesn't happen. We even have girls in our group who have dated the same people. It's almost like the sisterhood has such a higher place on the list of priorities. It's so much more important than some guy that it didn't work out with. When you got this group of girls who need each other as much as we need each other in this climate, when it's so (laughs) hard for women to be understood and portrayed the right way in the media, now more than ever, we need to be good and kind to each other and not judge each other. And just because you have the same taste in men, we don't hold that against each other. I, she's what a fucking dumb me. thing to say. She she's gaslighting, gaslighting herself. She's gaslighting Katy Perry too. <laughs> she's literally, literally <laughs> it's insane to me that she had the balls to say this when she was in the middle of trying to destroy Katy Perry's career for dating John Mayer. I can't believe that she did this. It's so blatant in hindsight. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that I will say about the Katie and Taylor thing is that I I, I, I do think <laughs> that she pivoted so hard away from that we dated the same guy so that's why I hate her thing that it was like so clear that that's what it was. But the mm-hmm. other thing is like, I mean, John
0: was like kind of an abuser.
1: <laughs> so It's like there's But again, there's when we're talking about punishments
0: that don't fit the crime. This is one right. of right. It's like,
1: things. that's not I mean, I, I do think that Katie wasn't like totally innocent in doing that. But it's like, I mean, that man is obviously incredibly manipulative. And it's like, Taylor mm-hmm. should know that Better and she should be well else. aware. It's almost like she was punishing Katie for not, quote unquote, heeding her warning or like not listening to that's her, exactly more what than she it was doing. Was- exactly. Um, It's kind mm-hmm. of dark. It's a little yeah. bit dark.
0: It it is dark and it's just, it's very rich to me that oh, it's also it's just, that's really just not like a, realistic. That's how you know instantly that this is not a real friendship group yeah. because you guys never never that argue. you never argue, you never have to You conflict. guys never like
1: talk about where you're gonna go get your, your fucking caviar oh, plate.
0: Also, I'm sorry. And... When two of your friends date the same boy, it's World War fucking three, it's Armageddon. Sorry, it is because that's right. a shitty thing to do I mean, to date I mean, your friend's ex, the thing, it's, it's like a shitty thing to do. The
1: same thing, it's the same thing among men. Like if, 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 if a man dated, uh, your ex-girlfriend you'd be pretty fucking mad as a man it's not nice like so it's, it's not, not a nice thing to, to do. me like quote-unquote fighting over dick like with women it's just like I mean there's something to that but it's like also I mean it's kind of a shitty thing to do if we're quote-unquote really close friends then you date my ex-boyfriend like go fuck
0: yourself it's true <laughs> and I mean Taylor is really at this point she's really like her psychic wound of the empty lunch tables of her youth is really yeah. just like acting up so bad. And the more friends that she has, the more people she can convince to come and sit at this new proverbial table, the worse it gets. Like the more, the more desperate she is to like signal to everybody else that she's cool and she's in charge and she's the HBIC and, you know, she has the power to like turn everybody against someone else and make someone else be the outcast. It's like, I don't, it was a very strange time. And, you know, for you, people who are really happy and content don't need to like, Go on a world tour about how happy and content they are. It's like every interview, yeah. she was like, My life is perfect. My life is perfect. Before it wasn't, f- but now it is.
1: I feel like something that uh, it's like definitely something that I don't think I noticed at the time was like that that's what she was trying to do, like with the Girl Squad. I think that in the thick of it, I just kind of felt like I thought it was
0: fun to see all these the celebrities f- together. Yeah, it was like a multiverse I like, thing. I was like, Cool. Right.
1: Okay. It was fun. I remember thinking the Bad Blood video was fun, too, at the or time. Or when she brought
0: Avril out on tour. I was like, I love this. Like, when she had musical See, you know, guests, I really with... liked that. I love that. Sister. That's Sisterhood. That's... That's... Oh,
1: I love her. The musical guest thing is always going to be, I mean, that's just. I mean, that's because great. It, it, it really is sense. like. It's, it's authentic. Actually supporting other artists and other women. You know what mm. I mean? Not just, like,
0: taking a picture with my hot model friends. Mm. You Taking them I mean? as like, a date it's... to an award show. Like, yeah. enough. Enough with that. Enough. But if you if you want to read more about like the, the most insufferable she's ever been is probably in this article. Like she really just I mean it did not oh this is, well. this is the one this is the I one that I think I
1: was specifically talking about <laughs>
0: this is <laughs> so the one annoying. so she's she's going on and on and on about you know, all the bad things that have happened to her. You can also, she's foreshadowing. She says, I hope this doesn't turn into something weird where people have to poke holes in me, which is what's happened every other time some, something good has happened to me. You can't believe too much of your positive hype. Very, very ironic and non-self-aware mm-hmm. that she said that. And you can't believe too much of your negative press. You live somewhere in between. For the better part of 2012 and 13, I did not go online because I didn't like what they were saying about me. And it was so overwhelmingly inaccurate that I knew there was nothing I could do to fight. When the media decides that they don't like you, there's nothing you can do that doesn't seem desperate and irritating to everyone when you try to defend yourself. So I had to go into my little emotional bunker and pretend there weren't bombs going off outside. It's so interesting that she had the awareness of this six months before she was unable to stop defending herself because it always, no matter what she did when people were mad at her, it came across as desperate and irritating. She like, there was a very sharp downward spiral in her own self-awareness. Like it really ran away from her. When it came, I think her, her focus of this album cycle was so much, I want album of the year at the Grammys. I want album of the year at the Grammys. And everything was about like getting as much press as possible and having as much like positive buzz around her as possible. That when she eventually got there, I think she mentioned this in Miss Americana as well. She like looked around and was like, oh my God, like what now? What the fuck do I do now? And she's so in the middle of it here that she's got her blinders on. Like she doesn't get what's happening around her.
1: No, I, I think that's really true. And I, I think it's so interesting the way that people misunderstand that moment in Miss Americana as like being mm. a dunk on Calvin. It's like, I don't think Calvin had anything to do nope, with what she was saying. Nothing. She was talking it was about, about herself.
0: She didn't have anybody real in her life at that mm. moment except she was for full baby of yes, jack Antonoff. people. That's why all her yeah, friends exactly. have disappeared and she scaled down her life like yeah, I yeah. think people are obviously are too fixated on like her partners always when Taylor always views her relationships as like a, a framework to to reflect on herself always. That's why her music is so good and it resonates with so many people because she like uses her partners as mirrors a lot of the time. Um, so it's hardly yeah. ever like a direct critique of them. There. It also it takes two to tango. Like she is is fifty percent responsible for whatever dynamic she creates with another person.
1: Right, and nobody really thinks about that. You know, I mean, I guess that it goes back to maybe I'm the problem. But I mean, it's like I, <laughs> I mean,
0: maybe I I'm think- the problem. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Um, And you know, the journalist is also picking up on this because I think it's obvious to anyone with a brain. He says, Swift seems so well-versed in what is written about her, so aware of the tabloid obsessions and perceived feuds and tailored narratives. And at this point in her career, so in control of them, I had the sensation several times of getting to ask an author why she had taken a certain storyline in a particular direction. And this is exactly why she comes across as contrived because- you can tell she's got a tight grip on it. She wants you, she wants to force you to believe or to share in her version of reality.
1: Yeah, um, and and she she pushes it so hard.
0: Mm, she'll flog you, you know if you I don't mean? agree like, too.
1: Yeah, and she'll 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 ban your article if you don't agree too. Yeah, <laughs> so she like, doesn't. She also yeah. she doesn't
0: like not being like she doesn't like being asked challenging questions. She's made that very clear, which is why she barely participates in the media anymore it's like if I can't have full control over what I'm saying then I'm not interested that is her right obviously at this point she like doesn't need to do that anymore but here it was like it was making it worse for her to be like her response to being called controlling was to like tighten the grip even more it was like girl right yeah maybe you just need to let something slide off your back like you said you can't control everything right so you live somewhere in between the good and the bad she was too Honestly, at this point, she was too in the bad. She was, like, preempting the bad. I think she could feel it. She had, like, her spidey senses were tingling.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, after the Nicki Minaj thing, you'd be a fucking idiot if you thought that everybody mm-hmm. was going to be your bestie forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, she got a little, a little taste. Um, and then she talks about Kanye. <laughs> She's, like, singing his praises, saying that they are in a really good place and that he respects her now. And she says, I love Kim. She's the sweetest. She's just a really sweet, kind, warm person. Famous last words. Famous last words.
1: Famous last words on, on Miss Kimberly.
0: Uh, um. Yeah, and we get, yeah. more into, we get more into the black and white binary. I look at the world through my view of what's right or wrong and anything else I will not tolerate. She says, I've trusted people before in friendships or relationships and I have felt betrayed. I judge people based on their moral code. I think someone is nothing without a moral code. I don't care if you're talented or celebrated or successful or rich or popular if you have no moral code. If you will betray your friend, she's literally talking about Katy Perry. If you will talk badly Which about them behind does. their back, if you will try to humiliate them or talk down to them, I have no interest in having a person like that in my life. It's like, my god, she's being not only is she being like very controlling, she's also being very judgmental.
1: Yeah, it this is exactly the shit that I was talking about. Like, I don't you have to have a moral code. Mm. Like, shut up, bitch. It's so you, annoying. who are you?
0: Exactly. Who are you to, to say anything about anyone else's moral code? Who's anyone? Like, in general, yeah, you know, everybody has different perception. I don't know. Taylor, it was it was the combination of like it was becoming arrogance here. And that's just so not part of her character, which is why I think this red is so weird. Like why, why this is such a weird time in hindsight, because it was just, it was so like off kilter. Like her energy was just not right.
1: Yeah, it was, it was ugly. And again, I don't remember thinking this way at the
0: time, but no. in
1: hindsight. I was like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah,
0: slay, slay, slay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like really annoying. But to you hear, could tell right? that she was stressed
0: about it. It doesn't because it doesn't yeah. seem like. Again, she's in she's in the the summer of her career, the peak of her career. This is when she should have been like sitting around going, "This is so fucking cool. Look at what I've achieved." But it wasn't. I don't get the sense. She seems very anxious and uptight and stressed out. And controlling she doesn't seem like she's going with the flow and enjoying the the ride as it comes to her
1: not at all she's like fucking miserable (laughs)
0: Mm, she's in like the worst
1: relationship ever all her friends suck
0: they're not real everybody she knows they're not real friends which is why she has to keep talking about how they're her besties all the time
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah that article Jesus Christ, <laughs> that article yeah. is something else. I mean, it's no wonder she doesn't want to be interpreted by other people. She doesn't want to be perceived, and that is her right. Um, so then we have a couple like little things coming up for the rest of summer. In Edmonton, she is singing Bad Blood, and two fans somehow hop the barricade, and two men leap at her. Like they literally take a huge jump and try and grab her ankle. And she looks so scared. Like she just, for a second, she like breaks and she just looks absolutely fucking terrified for her life. And that's something we mentioned, I think quite a lot is that like her life is also really scary. Like this is another additional layer of stress and like anxiety that she has to think about constantly every moment of the day. Um, This video, like is, I've watched it so many times. (laughs) It really freaks me out.
1: Yeah, it's really
0: spooky. People who do that are insane as, as we know.
1: Yeah. I don't like what, what makes you think, even if you did touch her, like you're going to happen. What's your goal? You're going to the pokey. Yeah. Like I don't, that's so freaky to
0: me. So weird. So bizarre. Um, also note that ever since the 1989 tour, she has had the crowd at a very healthy distance from her. I
1: mean, good for her. And I remember it being such a big deal. I remember people talking about the stage gap that was during 1989
0: yeah that's when it first happened happened
1: even with that because red so
0: many people got on stage so many people got on stage on the red tour you gotta
1: do you gotta do what you gotta do
0: we got we gotta protect the eagle we gotta keep the eagle safe yeah (laughs) so she's on tour for the rest of the summer and she has many, many 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 celebrity guests i'll just name a few fifth harmony little mix avril Lavigne, selena gomez ellen DeGeneres, fetty wap julia roberts alanis Morissette, justin timberlake Uzo adoba mary j blige Um, (laughs) I think my favorite guest performances, I'll say mine and then you can say yours by the line. I liked, I love Little Mix, so I loved Black Magic, obviously. Selena Gomez, serve. Taylor singing, good for you. Serve, serve, serve into another dimension. Selena was wearing like a matching outfit to Taylor's like white crop top in black. It was so cute. They were, it was total, total bestie vibes. Um... The Uzo Adobo performance was really cute. I really like that. She's a great voice. It was really nice to hear White Horse because Taylor wasn't doing a lot of secret songs on this tour. And um, the Mary J. Blige performance, strangely, Taylor managed to hold her oh, own. Serve that was that was top. Mary J. Blige. I, it's, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable that Taylor managed to like so really command good. the stage with Mary J. Blige next to her. I think Mary J. Blige has a very generous spirit, though. She was like. She didn't, she wasn't trying to like outshine Taylor, even though she like kind of did, but Taylor like really, <laughs> the, so, the song that Doubt, I'm talking specifically about Doubt, that now that we're talking about all of the way, how stressed she was, how anxious she was, how like empty she felt inside at this time. I mean, listen to the lyrics of Doubt, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, kinda, it was very foreshadowing in a sense. And um, it was a
0: very emotive performance. And she was. talked oh, right she before it about she how she, she feels bad about herself every single day. And it's kind of like, wow, even you? <laughs> even you? Yeah. Even you, Brutus? Even, it's too, Brute. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, we we have to tell the story, the Avril Levine story. This is one of my favorite random events that has ever happened. So on Tumblr, Taylor, this she was getting to the point now where she was just, I think, like, scrolling through Tumblr asleep and, like, liking anything and not thinking about it. And then she would, like, get in trouble because she would like stuff and people would pick it up. So she liked a photo set basically being, like, Taylor Swift compared to other artists with their fans. And it was like photos of Taylor hugging her fans and then photos of other celebrities hating their fans, like being weird or like standing far oh, away from I remember them.
1: This. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Avril Lavigne at the time, there was a meme, to be fair, she was standing like like a like room for Jesus between her and her fans. Like yeah. really it was like three feet. a big three feet. space. And these were for paid meet and greets, mind you. Taylor's were free at least. So Avril, she's getting side by side compared and some Swifties go in, look at Taylor. She's so much better than Avril. Taylor likes the post. Buzzfeed picks up the post. Buzzfeed p- tweets it out. Avril tweets it out and says, "Hey Taylor, this is really not cool. All of us love our fans, huh?" And Taylor freaks out, obviously, she's 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 kind of she's on the she's on on the, she's she's on the edge of glory at the moment here. She um, right. immediately invites Avril to come out to one of her stadium shows and perform complicated. And before she comes on, she like completely like praises it praises complicated as being the best pop song of all time blah 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 blah. which you know true very true but it was very funny because she brought her out and then she very pointedly made an Instagram post that said Taylor hearts Avril and she put it on all her social medias (laughs) Facebook Twitter Tumblr Instagram
1: right I mean it just kind of for me it's like I think it's really funny that Avril got so offended because like clearly (laughs) Taylor didn't mean to she didn't really look at it. Also, you know Avril's know I mean? not like, really one
0: to get down in the mud like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it must have really pissed her off. Like, I feel like maybe Avril was like a fan and mm-hmm. she was like, what?
0: <laughs> Bitch. Yeah. Well, also, you <laughs> yeah. know, we, talk, we talked about this before. Avril's definitely inspired Taylor's music. Some of it. We are never, ever getting back together as an Avril Lavigne song.
1: Right. I mean, and Taylor is totally from the time period where Avril, when Avril Lavigne came out, it was something completely new. She was new. everything. She was everything to I mean, I don't I don't know any girls in my age group who didn't have an Avril Lavigne phase because she was so pervasive and totally unique to what was going on at the time, because that was Brittany, Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, she you know, spoke all those to the people. girls
0: in a similar way, like she occupied a similar cultural space that Taylor did at first, you know, doing something different, yeah. appealing to a very specific demographic in a way that hadn't been done before. It was there are similarities so it was cool to see her also like I love to see Taylor paying respect and homage to artists that came before her so either no matter how it came about it was just funny I loved it yeah and the performance was really good
1: it was really good yeah
0: then we get one of my favorite memes ever which is the please welcome to the stage video that is literally I cry my eyes out every single time I watch it it's this girl it's really funny who went to a Taylor Swift concert and she, you know, was picking up on the absurdity of Taylor bringing, you know, the entire human race on stage with her every every evening. (laughs) So she's like prancing around her hotel room with style playing in the background and she's imitating Taylor, but she's like just making it more and more absurd. So it's like, please welcome to the stage, the ashes of the victims of the women of the Salem witch trials. (laughs) Please welcome to the stage, the female survivors of ISIS. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. It's it. good please welcome yeah. to this stage Gigi Hadid and the Blair Witch I mean the hologram of Maya Angelou it was very creative very very yeah. creative and if Taylor had had any sense any sense of humor about herself she would have retweeted it she definitely she saw wasn't it because it went really viral and she was being salty by not reposting it she should have though because that would have been like that would have been a really good iconic moment and would have shown like that she was this- self-aware
1: yeah, no, she wasn't. That's the thing. That's because a
0: problem. You can't show that yeah. you're self aware when you're not self aware.
1: Yeah, no, she, I think she saw that and was like, why? Because I have so many friends. <laughs> it's like, okay. Because I <laughs> love women. Sorry, I didn't know that you hated women, women. So, excuse me. It's, it's like, unlike okay. you, lady, okay. to
0: pit women against other women.
1: Yeah, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was no fucking way she saw that and thought it was funny. No, she probably no, thought it was no. like a terrorist attack. Basically. She's just like, this is so mean. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. All I do is I try and, you know, be the new glorious. Steinem be and everybody nice people me. and this
1: is how they fucking treat me. It's
0: I like, marched okay. on Washington and nobody wants to thank me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, take it to Capitol Hill, Taylor, and then we'll see. Yeah. Then, then we'll then see. Then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did that happen this year or next year? It might've happened this yeah, year. I,
1: I think it, I don't, I, I don't, I think that happened like in between 1989 and rep. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes there like was, before... it was during, it
0: was during a, a tense moment for Taylor. I mean, we'll get into it, yeah. but Demi Lovato basically <laughs> slaying Demi Lovato carrying her one sided feud with Taylor on for the rest of time, for the rest of eternity.
1: Oh, uh, I, is it still going on now? I, I'm not aware. I'm I, sure
0: I, it I, is. I if you pressed it, if you pressed it, I'm sure it would be. They just yeah. haven't been asked in a while. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just get straight into the VMAs. So, we'll start with the red carpet. Um, I really don't like this look. It's too no, severe I hated in it. so many ways. It's um, on brand, I guess. She's doing a cropped two piece set, except this time she's wearing like capris, <laughs> like it ankle pads. I don't like it. It's yeah, weird. The like eye makeup is really a lot. It's a very severe cat eye makeup. It's kind of like Julia Fox eye makeup, but like, Julia Fox it's not it doesn't suit her Because like she has very distinct eyes And too much eye makeup makes her Look really old and weird Um, Her hair is slicked back in this Low pony it looks thin and not Healthy Um, I like the Shoes but the outfit is like It's just ugly like the colors are not nice It's bad it's like a weird material And she's a bit underdressed as well like This is the VMA's bitch turn up
1: And she came Acting like she was going to the club for A night out yeah. She,
0: yeah. She was like, I'm going to one Oak in LA. Like bitch, no, <laughs> you're trying to get a moon man. Okay. You're, you're commanding yeah. the girl squad. She could have at least, you know, she could have done a cute tux, something like that. If she was going for that vibe, like orchestra, like ringleader, whatever, she should have gone like full for it instead of this like strange nothing outfit. Yeah.
1: It was bad. I didn't like it.
0: And everybody She'd've else on the leather cat suit her. that she wore in the bad blood video. That would have been a serve. And, and the red wig. She's always oh, waiting yeah. to put on a red wig. Always. Yeah. <laughs> on standby. So of course she doesn't bring her boyfriend to the VMAs. She brings the girl no, squad. Why she? she's, she's a girl boss. She's a girl boss. <laughs> Even and girl bosses can have boyfriends, but they just don't talk about them. Um, so she <laughs> on the red carpet, they look disgusting together. It's like if you're all going to attend and take pictures together might you consider coordinating what you're gonna fucking wear? So Carly's in orange, Gigi's in yellow, cars wearing a muumuu. Like, I don't know what is going on. It's, it's, <laughs> it looks horrible. It looks terrible. It's ho- I and mean, they don't look like they're friends. They look like they're colleagues. Like this honestly was a business relationship. Like they were exchanging solidarity and like strength in numbers for promo because being in the girl squad, honestly was a hot ticket in town at this point. Like, cause Taylor was it, Taylor was it. So if you got to be in a picture with her and get posted on her Instagram, she was the most followed person on Instagram. Like that was publicity that money couldn't buy. All you yeah, had to do is sell and, your soul. And, and they dropped the fucking ball. How hard is it to put on?
1: I mean, they could have even done like all neon colors, like, oh, yellow, orange, red, pink. Like that would have yes. been cute, but no. <laughs>
0: or just or all, black. all If they all wore little suit sets, that would have been so cute. Oh, that would have been really cute. Although very I think appropriate for what if, Taylor's Taylor. If vibe. they
1: had, if they had, I think that we would be on this podcast right now, ripping it to shreds and talking about I'll <laughs> go wear matching outfits. Fucking girl squad. So <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think she couldn't win we with us at this point over it. Completely over it at this point. The girl squad bullshit. So anything that they did was just like, shut up.
0: It was annoying. <laughs> so, and this was, this was when yeah. Taylor was posting hashtag squad, like all capital letters, hashtag squad. That was it. Yeah. No girl in it. Yeah. Just squad. Um, squad. squad goals and then swan goals i mean it just it was fucking never ending <laughs> really it never stopped it's um so she's she's not technically supposed to perform but she uh you know she had to pay her debt to nikki nikki minjaj so during nikki's performance of the night is still young which taylor actually joins in and sings like it sounds pretty good she struts down the catwalk awkwardly she looks terrified walking towards nikki like she looks she looks like she's trying so hard to keep her shit together and she's wondering if nikki's gonna like I don't know, nuke her on stage or something or like do what she did to Miley, something like that. Um, where, where was this in relation to, I feel
1: like Miley What's Good was after this.
0: Yes, I think it was the VMAs after this. It yeah, might have been the Taylor, same VMAs. Taylor
1: didn't know what kind of bullet she fucking dodged.
0: No. Had <laughs> like, no had really? no clue. Oh, it was this VMAs. It was this VMAs. Nikki had it in her. Taylor riled her up and <gasps> Miley finished Was it this VMAs?
1: Oh yes, it was. my god. Now yeah. back to this bitch, this bitch.
0: <laughs> and it should have been taylor it should have been taylor oh, because taylor, taylor was, was sitting bitch. in the
1: audience like oh
0: well <laughs> taylor out. was literally like praying she was saying a rosary and in in she's kneeling in the in the crowd like our father who art in heaven be. <laughs> she did not know what to do um so she, so she saunters towards nikki she slinks towards her and then she this is the weirdest part she lip-syncs a chorus of bad blood like she doesn't sing she lip syncs she's not singing live the mic is off the mic is on for when she's singing nikki's song then when bad blood comes on she's like miming it was so weird but you know what she looked amazing she looked she does look really, really good in that red outfit, thing she should have worn that outfit. on the carpet
1: yeah oh that would have been really cute
0: and she took yeah. off her stupid eye makeup for it too she looked good yeah she, she looked matched really good there. with nikki
1: see see nikki and taylor coordinated so she couldn't do that with the girl squad period like really mm,
0: period question mark um so <laughs> yeah. she wins a bunch of awards obviously there's you know there's a lot of chatter that the vmas are awards that you can purchase you know they're not things that are awarded well, I didn't and know also that. Some, some of them are, va- are fan voted and some of them are you know like back channel you do this i'll do this you get this you know or my star will attend that's how they get like a beyonce or a taylor to attend is like if they're for sure because taylor doesn't show up to the vmas when she doesn't win she doesn't show up She knows in advance. Um, So I shouldn't go to the Grammys this year. So she wins a bunch of awards, best female and best pop video for blank blank space, completely and entirely deserved. Then she gets video of the year and best collaboration for Bad Blood. And in her video of the year acceptance speech, she dead ass says with her whole chest, there has been a lot of discussion about this video and what it means. Yeah, started by you, first of all, by your fight with Ninky Mandraj. (laughs) That would be the first first person that brought it up was you by accident. Um, (sighs) (grunts) But I'm just happy that in 2015, we live in a world where boys can play princesses and girls can play soldiers. And... (laughs) and what does that have to do with bad blood featuring Kendrick Lamar? Trying
1: so fucking hard to like make bad blood like be a rallying cry that it just <laughs> wasn't. Like, no, admit it. It was just you doing something fun with a bunch of women that you barely know. Just you admit wanted it. You to be hot
0: and pretty with all your hot and yeah. pretty friends and Lena Dunham. Just say so. She
1: wanted, she's always doing that too. Like she's making something way more deep than it ever was. Like, like it you was need never to calm that down. deep.
0: It doesn't need to be like this.
1: If making a whole video about how you want to kill Katy Perry is actually not the <laughs> feminist work cry that you think it is. Like really.
0: I just love how she tries to like completely pretend that the video is about something that it's not about. She's basically being like, first of all, I'm promoting gay rights because boys can play with princesses. There are no men in this video, first of all, none. And the girls are not playing soldiers. They're doing like atomic world ending destruction to each other because somebody slept with someone else's boyfriend.
1: And they're doing it in their bras and panties. Let's talk about that.
0: (laughs) Like, literally. Soldiers don't go to war in crop tops, Taylor. No, they don't. They don't wear (laughs) heels on the battlefield.
1: Oh, it's rough. It's so fucking rough. It's delusional. But this is what feminism, literally, in her defense, this is what mainstream feminism was at this point in time. But that doesn't make her any less of a dumb little blondie. It really doesn't.
0: (laughs) No, it's, but it's so funny in hindsight. I mean, it was just, it was laughable that she tried to pass it off like this. Yeah um, So this is where we get into, you know, this is this is where everything starts to go wrong with her and Kanye. If you're if you're taking Taylor's timeline as the truth, which I actually would, I mean, the other end of the source is not really very reliable. Um, uh, so yeah. <laughs> he wins the Vanguard award and Taylor gushingly introduces him. Like she just goes mm-hmm. over the top. she makes a joke about 2009. ha ha, he, he. It's very confusing. Um, And in her 2019 Rolling Stone interview, she said that this was the point of no return in their relationship. She felt that Kanye's acceptance of her speech was not genuine or that he said one thing to her in private about appreciating her and then degraded her in public. And he said something to the effect of, damn, they're only paying attention to me because Taylor Swift's up here without, like, thanking her sincerely or making any mention of them, I don't know, mending their fence or whatever it was. He also announced his presidential run to um but yeah this this perhaps to me was kind of like a sign of his general instability and not a slight towards taylor but she was very myopic at this time so i can see how Um, she would perceive it that way
1: my mother (laughs) this is so random my mother was there watching it with me and i remember her comment was like why isn't he just saying thank you to taylor Why doesn't he just say thank you? Wow! And I was just like, Mm. I had never, like, at the time, I was just kind of like, that's just how he is. Like, he's just kind of like a weirdo. But, like, one of my favorite moments from that speech, this was actually memed quite a bit, is, like, he's, like, talking about how he smoked a little bit of weed and it, like, zooms in on Kim and Taylor in the audience. And it's like a fucking office skit. (laughs) Like, he's like, I had to smoke a little bit of weed. And it just zooms in super tight on Kim just, like, blinking and Taylor being like, uh. (laughs) I've never heard of weed in my (laughs) life. get it away from me what's marijuana I've never
0: heard of it (laughs) oh my god so good but I think that this dynamic between them is very hard for an outsider to understand because a lot of it is like how they miscommunicate things. And I imagine that celebrities have like very big teams, right? They have like people within their teams that communicate with each other and pass gossip back and forth. Like there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen. It's not just like the celebrities. I would like hazard a guess that the celebrities themselves barely ever talk directly. It's always through like other people unless they're face-to-face. I think she's really straightforward and she like might, you know, try and dodge the truth but she doesn't lie or dramatically change her story. Kanye does both of those things a lot. He's not really like married to the truth. He's married to like the performance or the art of it or whatever. So he like, he really rubs up against some very foundational parts of her character. And I think this is why they have so many problems because they just don't communicate in ways that the other person receives.
1: No, it's very true. I, it's like, I couldn't think about like two more different people, um, in ter- <laughs> two more different artists, I should say, most specifically, yeah. like they don't approach art in the same way at all. And there seemed to be a moment where they were trying to come together and be like, you're an artist, I'm an artist, like, why are we fighting? And they tried to connect and it was just like rubbing magnets. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, it, it was never
0: going to happen. Yeah, they tried it, it to be happened. fair. I actually think they both gave it a good try. But, like, I think they just didn't come to the conclusion that they don't have to be friends. Like, t- that, that yeah, didn't occur like, to Taylor. It didn't, like, I think she really just sought his approval so much. Yeah,
1: this was somebody that she looked up to and she said a million times, even when the 2009 VMAs happened in the first place. It hurt her. It hurt her. It hurt her so bad, and she was like, "This was during a time where having a lot of friends and like being the being like the star was and like." And Kanye so was
0: the arbiter of taste at this time. This yes. was before he was widely known he, yeah. to be insane. Like he was really thought of as, and I don't mean insane pejor- like in a pejorative way. I just mean that he's like a little unpredictable um and changes his tune right. a lot. At this time, he was still like Kanye. I mean, putting aside whatever happened with him and Taylor and who he is now was a brilliant genius artist like yeah, a real one visionary of the talent best
1: yeah one of the best hip-hop artists like of all time
0: with massive amounts of street cred well respected in many corners of the industry something that took taylor a long time to accomplish
1: people like jay-z and beyonce which is like huge 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 huge, huge. and i she wanted it so badly i think to kim and kanye i don't think that they necessarily wanted it as badly. And if they did, it was for different reasons that were yeah, perhaps not- for different reasons. Uh, Taylor wanted
0: to, be, yeah, they wanted to be famous. Taylor wants to be respected for her, for her craft. Like, I don't think she cares that much whether people like her personally. It's like, if she feels that people don't respect her art, I feel like that's a real foundational problem for her. And I understand, and like, I understand.
1: He was never gonna respect her that way. I don't think he ever would have, because I think that- I mean, just, like, if you read, like, any of the shit that he posted after the VMAs happened, like, hit like, shitting all over You Belong With Me, like, maybe there's something He hasn't to really that.
0: changed his tune on her. He hasn't. No. He's been nicer he, to her, see, but he's never been, like, I respect her so much as an artist. That was just never going to happen. He, They're he, from different no. worlds. I mean, musically, they yeah. really are.
1: Yeah. And personally, too. I mean, Jesus. I he uh, can't yeah. even. I mean, fuck. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, at period. They were just never going to get along
0: and if we had all accepted that sooner we could have saved ourselves a lot a lot of heartache in the future
1: a lot of heartache
0: after this debacle taylor's opinion on him obviously changes i remember she described it very dramatically as like her stomach dropped and she like knew that it was a shift in that moment. Like her, I think she, she, remember, she mentioned something like my blood ran cold or like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. It was a big deal to her. Um, subsequently, he sent her flowers because he knew that she was upset. Again, I feel like whatever timeline that we have of how this all went down, we are missing so many pieces of it. And that's why yeah. we'll never, we're just never going to know. We're not going to get it. And that concludes 2015 part two. This recording session was so long that we had to split it up into another episode. So you will be getting 2015 part three sometime soon. It is already edited. You may know that I had a bit of a nightmare editing this, but I am very happy that it is finally with you. And if you enjoyed the work that got, went into this episode, please go to our buy Me a Coffee slash the snakes and, you know, leave us a little tip. See you in the next one.